Welcome to Stepdad Success, turning the tide on the way stepdads are seen and show up in the world. We're a new breed of leaders raising leaders. Blood or no blood, we raise them as our own. We're connected, loving, and committed to leading them into the future. If you asked a normal dad, he'd say we're doing the impossible. He'd say, but they're not yours. How do you do it? Yet every day, stepdads around the world are forging the way. That's what we call stepdad success. We're leaders raising leaders. And these are our stories. G'day and welcome. This is James Clobassa from Stepdad Success. And today, I wanted to introduce you to Glenn Osgoodbye. I'll probably get a, another pronunciation of that because it's a, it's a funny one. I haven't come across that uh, yet, Glenn. But I just wanted to say, you know, Glenn's <laughs> 50, 53 years old and um, from just outside Atlanta and runs a chiropractic business. And he's been in the chiropractic business for a long time now. And um, actually, you know, his wife is actually a chiropractor as well. So I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit. But he's got two stepkids and uh, I believe three of your own, Glenn. Is that right? Yes, correct, yeah. yes. Wow. Um, you've got a whole tribe down there. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, How's uh, how's everything been treating you this morning? Uh, everything's great. Um, as a matter of fact, I just returned uh, on Wednesday from going up and seeing my entire family up in New Jersey, where I'm originally from. Right. Yeah, I noticed that um, from New Jersey. Now, I don't know a lot about New Jersey, but you hear a lot about it as kind of the, the gangster town. Is that the is that the case? Well, um, New Jersey gets a bad rap, especially with the uh, the comedy show, the um, Jersey Shore. Right. Yes, um, I have heard of that. Yep. That paints an awful picture of New Jersey, uh, where <laughs> I am from. <laughs> if you look at the state of New Jersey, it kind of looks like a head and a body. And I'm right where I'm from is right at the neckline. Uh, yep. Beautiful beaches. Yes, it's crowded. I mean, there are a lot of people that live there. Uh, the town that I used to have a practice in, um, in the wintertime had a population of about eight to 10,000. And then in the summertime, it would swell to 35 to 40,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's summer. It's a summertime place. Um, I grew up in that entire area. Um, and about seven years ago, got remarried and moved down to the Atlanta area. And this past week I was up there visiting my two older children. So I have a uh, almost 25-year-old daughter and a 23-year-old son who still live up in that general area. My daughter lives up in northern New Jersey and works over in New York City. And my son um, lives outside of Baltimore, Maryland and works down there. Uh, I also have my brother and sister who have uh, three children and five children, respectively, and my parents up there. So we went up there last week and saw a whole bunch of my family. It's great to reconnect with them. Um, so it's, it's wonderful to be in New Jersey in the summertime. It does have a little bit of that gangster reputation, as you said, because of a lot of different TV shows and a lot of different um, groups and cultures in the northern New Jersey and uh, yeah. uh, southern New York part. So 
uh, it does have a little bit of that reputation, yes. Yeah, yeah, I could just actually hint, just hear a hint of the accent too, which is kind of nice. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually like it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's got a nice ring to it. But um, Glenn, like, <laughs> forget about it. Come on now. <laughs> I don't want to end up in concrete boots, as they say. <laughs> but um, mate, if you can just maybe take us back a little bit and just give us a, a quick sort of a brief history of kind of how you ended up you know, well, where you started out in life kind of thing, what your background was, and then bring it forward to, you know, just before you kind of met your wife. Sure. Um, so as I said, I grew up on the Jersey beach coasts. Um, my grandparents actually owned a private beach club. So for the 13, first 13 years of my life, um, I lived in an area that was on a peninsula. So my house was right on the river, 300 yards away was the ocean. My grandparents owned all the land in between, and they had uh, the ocean with lifeguards, a cabana that had um, a restaurant on that side, lockers, um, housed umbrellas and chairs. And then there was a bridge that went over the main road to an area that had an Olympic-sized swimming pool, kiddie pool, um, playground, snack shacks. Uh, it had a parking lot tennis courts, football field and baseball field, and then back to our house. So it was a big, wide open area. Beautiful, beautiful place to grow up. Um, and then my my dad is an English teacher or was an English teacher. And we would have gone to the same high school sending district that he taught in. He wanted us to have our own experience in school. So we moved and we right. moved about a half hour south of there um, and went to a different high school and different school system. I had a great experience there. I um, played football for four years and wrestled for four years, uh, worked uh, through high school, doing a lot of different jobs, landscaping mostly. Uh, went to uh, college in Pennsylvania called Gettysburg College. A lot of people will be familiar with the Civil War battle, the Battle yeah, of Gettysburg. Yeah, I, that, I, that's I noticed where I went that, to school. Yeah, I noticed that. And I was, it, it's interesting to you hear a lot about that. I mean, Obviously, I'm in Australia, so, you know, it's totally different culture, different stories and stuff, but you do hear a lot about that. So, yeah, interesting. Great area. Um, rich history, obviously. Um, went to school there for four years. Also wrestled and played football there. Uh, in the summer times, I was a lifeguard back at the Jersey Shore area. Um, and then went from Gettysburg College down to Life Chiropractic College right outside of Atlanta in a town called Marietta and um, graduated there in 1990, went back up to New Jersey, got married, had a family, had two children, and had a practice. Mm. Um, lived back up there for 20 more years. So at the time, I guess I was 44, um, went through a divorce. And uh, my children at the time were 16 and 18 when the divorce was final. So my daughter was going into college. She went to a school in Rhode Island. And my son was uh, becoming a junior in high school. Um, mm -hmm. my, my children all played sports throughout their high school career. And then my son actually continued and played baseball for four years at a Division three school in Pennsylvania. Um, but I got remarried in 2010 and moved down, back down to the Atlanta, Georgia area where I went to school. My wife is also a chiropractor, as you said, and she had a practice 
out in the Athens area, which is about an hour and a half drive east of uh, Atlanta. So she had started that practice nine years before we met. Um, I took the practice over because she had been divorced for about six years at that time. And she had children when we got married that were nine and almost six. Right. Yeah. So she had never really had the opportunity to be a full-time mom. She was always a single working mom uh, for the entire time that she was divorced. So we decided uh, after about three months of me being in a kind of independent contractor position after we were married that I would take over that practice out near the Athens area. So I commuted that hour and a half uh, each way to that practice uh, for almost five years. And um, we, in the middle of that, had a child together. So we have a four-year-old daughter as well. So the ages of all the children now are my daughter, my daughter is 25, my son is almost 23, um, my stepsons are 18 and 14, and then my daughter is four. We right, sold got, that practice. Yeah, of, I've got a whole brood, got right? got a whole brood <laughs> and a, a wide yeah. range, which is, is yeah. kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Only three live in the household. Yeah, right, right. Just the youngest three? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, the Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Tell me, um, you know, it sounds like um, you had a fairly stable upbringing, you know, your dad Very. was a school teacher and you know, it sounded like he had you know, kind of a good value system, you know, wanting you to have your own you know, kind of experience through school and that sort of stuff. Are you, I'm assuming, you know, normally we, we either rebel against our parents or we, we stay the same as them. You know, how would you consider yourself in, in, that, in that scenario? Um, there were times when I rebelled, but I think that the value system that I was taught and raised in probably uh, took precedence over that. The rebellion was at times, uh, yep. but I'm, I'm also a very regimented, uh, steady, disciplined type of individual. Um, so... For me to go through a divorce was definitely the toughest time of my life because that goes against all discipline and regimentation. Sure, sure. Uh, Tell me, it also sounds like you've kind of almost lived two full parenting lives just about. You know, it's a long time to be married the first time and then going the second year, like you're, what, seven, eight years in now? Um, Seven years in and a second chance. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, you know, that's a, you know, just that the length of time. Like I'm, you know, I've been with my partner seven years, and um, you know, it's I, I, I listen to that and I think, wow, you've so much more experience, and you must have some stories to tell. Just like maybe give the listeners a little bit of insight into what you've taken from the first kind of marriage and used in the second as far as the kids go? Sure. Um, I can always remember when my children were growing up, my two oldest, uh, my ex-wife used to say that I just want to freeze them at a certain age, you know, when they were two or they sure, were three or yeah. four. I think because they're so myself. cute and precious, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's probably every parent's experience at one point or another. I would always say I can't wait 
to see what happens next. Mm, okay. I was always very uh, curious to see how each of my children would respond to the next situation uh, on their own. Um, uh, I have become more of a hands-off. I, I was kind of controlling with my first two in the respect that I wanted them to know respect. I wanted them to sure. um, be, you know, good kids. Uh, sure. To know when uh, good doing a good thing was they were doing, or when they weren't doing a good thing. So I think I was a little bit more controlling with them, especially when it came to school. Um, but they're different children. My daughter took complete responsibility of school. I never really had to help her. Uh, and she made that evident to me in the very beginning. She's like, Dad, I got this. I, I don't need your help. Um, and she produced. I mean, she got great grades. She did a great job in school. She was very well uh, adapted to. She had great friends. So um, she did great. And my son did equally as well, but he needed more handling. He was the type that uh, it's not as though he wouldn't study or he wouldn't do something on his own. He just needed more direction and leadership with it. So it was more of a controlling type thing with him than with her. Sure. And um, taking that forward to your stepkids, have you, you know, obviously brought across a lot of that value system. Um, how do you find them? And, you know, how, um, they, how? Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm go ahead and finish. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, how do you how do you find them? I mean, they're obviously a bit younger and going through different stages of schooling. Um, do you find that they're the same, or have they? Because you've obviously you know known them for a long time now, you've been able to instill a little bit of your value system onto them. Um, are you finding the same the same issues? Are they are they you know winning at school, or are they struggling, or are they having different challenges? They're doing great. Um, I'm very fortunate that my wife now has, her and I are very, very uh, uh, well attached on the same page. Um, yep. We have very, very similar value system. Um, she's completely opposite from me in some respects and the same in, in a little uh, respect. She's very laid back, whereas I'm very... Uh, I would say demonstrative and direct and more outgoing, where she's a little bit more in the background, a little bit more quiet, but extremely intelligent. Once you get her one-on-one, -on -one, she'll talk your ear off. But in a crowd, she'll be the quiet one. So her children tend to reflect the same with uh, same aspect that she is in that they are a little bit more quiet in the crowd, but they are extremely intelligent. So my 18-year-old stepson, did very well in high school, and he's going out to a school called Georgia Southern, um, and uh, he got something called the Hope Scholarship, which means that you have to get a pretty high GPA in high school to get most of your college tuition paid for mm, uh, in the state of Georgia. It's a state of Georgia type of uh, program, so he's, he's done very well. He was a good athlete in in high school, played football and baseball. He's not going to play any sports in college because the school is a bigger school and he just wasn't at that type of level. But he was very well-rounded and, and did very well. My 14-year-old is very laid back. He plays baseball. He's played baseball since he was you know, four years old. Um, he's extremely intelligent. 
This kid is is very very smart, uh, great kid. Both of them are great kids, but they're just they're more reserved than my 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 two, if you will. Sure. Um, so we never had to ask them, "Is your homework done?" Yeah. Because these kids were getting straight A's and continue to do that. Um, yeah. Wow. So the younger so, one is is better in school than the older one, but they're both still very very good. I was going to say, is that um, <clears throat> has that come through their mother or through their father? Is he still in the picture? Uh, yes, he's still in the picture, and he is very actively involved in their lives. Um, he is a high school math teacher uh, in in the town that we live in, um, so he's in their lives very much. But it, I think it still comes from more of the mom than the dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, <clears throat> do you two, you get along? Are you you know, you said he's actively involved in their lives. Are you, are you a kind of a, you know, like I have um, two boys and my little boys, they kind of, they kind of think, well, why can't we all just live together? You know, like, <laughs> we're, we're, invo- we're involved in, um, in, in their lives, you know, that they come around for you know, birthday parties or whatever might happen. But, um, I'm certainly not at the point where I want to move in with all, all the, all the parents and all the kids. Uh, but they would love it to no. love them to. Are you, you know, how do you get along with him? And um, we have a lot of interaction yes. with him. We have a lot of interaction with him. Um, I would joke around with my wife that, and I won't say his name, but he's a, a great guy. He's a nice guy. He's a smart guy. But if the world were fill, filled with him, it would be a very unorganized, confused place. <laughs> well, so. He's he's good person. He's a good dad. He loves his boys tremendously, uh, and I we get along and we make it work because certainly there are reasons why you get divorced, and that could be a real wedge uh, between relationships moving forward. But sure. my wife does an outstanding job to buffer all of that and make sure that the boys are never involved in any parental disagreements. Mm, sure, sure. Uh, tell me, how did you you and your current wife? me um we met at a chiropractic seminar out in pittsburgh right right so you so we in the in we the had of different it and... yeah so we had we had practiced a what's called a similar technique and we were going back and forth to that town uh for uh instruction and certification in that technique and we met there yeah okay okay and you said, you know, you guys have obviously got a good a good connection. Are you on the same page as far as the kids go? Yes. Um, and we're, I think what really grounds us and keeps us uh, together is that we spiritually are very connected. So we have a, a deep foundational belief in Jesus Christ. And he is um, the person that we go to for everything. He is the, he is our God. He is he is how we run our lives, so um, we pass everything through each other in that respect. And yep. when we can do that, then we're going to be on the same page with just about everything. That's not to say we don't have disagreements, and it's not to say that we don't uh, don't see eye to eye on certain things. But when we don't, we have really worked hard to make sure that we work through it in a very quick and efficient manner. Um, so, with respect to the children. Um, I defer all of my decisions to her with the boys 
unless she wants help on it. Sure. Because right. she raised those boys yep. before she met me for years. So, so you're not she's, you're not kind of a disciplinarian in that in that sort of parenting role. Um, yes and no. I, I'm not the disciplinarian, but we have had circumstances where we have had to sit down with each of them individually and enforce disciplinary actions. Sure. Um, so whenever there's a situation like that, my wife and I will sit down and talk about it before we meet with them so that we're on the same page, we're in agreement with what the action should be, and then we sit down with them together so that they can see that we're on the same page with the way that we are doing whatever we're doing with each of them. Yeah, yeah. What's been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome with with your boys, or with your stepsons? Is it like we all go through different um, stages and different challenges, you know, as the, you know, the terrible twos and all that sort of stuff. And what's been the biggest or the most challenging piece that you've had to deal with? Um, that's a, it's a good question. Uh, a tough one for me to answer because it really hasn't been hard with them. Um, they're pretty easygoing, you know, maybe wish that they were a little bit more involved sometimes. Um, I think probably in the beginning, it was just me trying to fit in and not be overbearing in their lives. So sure. I felt like the way the kind of personality that I am when we first got married, Jeanette and I, um, I had to pull back the reins of maybe even some of the stupid things. Like, you know, I was used to having my house a certain way and my wife necessarily wasn't. And if the boys left stuff all over the place or if they weren't doing something that I didn't like, it was for me to kind of bite my tongue and talk to her about, okay, this is what I don't like, this is what's going on, how have you handled it in the past, and let's make sure we're, we're together on it. So it's, I'm, I'm a very take charge type of person, so I, I have this tendency to just kind of push through things. Yep, so for sure. me it was to try to rein it in so that I didn't do that to them because it wasn't necessarily the way that they were raised or the way they lived. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you kind of, I don't want to say sitting sitting back from that father role, but um, you know, it sounds like you kind of... I now guess that I'm, would actually be a good description of it because the way that I always thought about it was that I'm not their dad because their dad is fully in their lives and right. I did not want each of them to resent the man that their mom married thinking that he thought he was their new dad. Sure, sure. I did not want that. I wanted, to, I wanted them to know that I was a father-like figure in their lives yep. and that I was someone that they could go to, but that I was going to be on their side and their mom whenever it came to anything, but that they have a dad, a dad that loves them, a dad that's in their lives, and that I'm not going to take over that dad role but yep. you're living in our in our home, your mom's in my home, then there will be, you know, as in any home, there are certain rules and there are certain things. And they've always sure. respected that. So I yeah, can't yeah, say, sure. I mean, in the few times that they haven't respected it, um, we sat down and have conversations with them. And yeah. it, it has not happened again. Yeah. So tell me, how's your connection and like that intimate connection or 
you know, relationship with the boys, um, you know, how, how is that? Is, is it a little bit distant or is it tight or is it, you know, tell me, maybe talk us through a little bit about that. Because you, as sure. you say, you take a little bit of a backseat um, role and I'm not, I'm not saying you're not loving and all the rest of it. You obviously are because you're instilling good values and all that sort of stuff with them. I'm just wondering about, you know, whether that's affected the connection or actually brought it closer. Um, in, in the beginning, that was tough because I, I did purposely take a back seat just because of what I had just described. And, you know, I have two of my children and had recently gone through the divorce and got remarried within two years. So it was... Um, you know, I always had my children in my heart and I was kind of like, well, how do I, how do I fit these guys into my heart? Sure. And through, through our spirituality and through, uh, a couple of different, uh, spiritual, uh, events and, um, um, experiences that my wife and I have gone through, I received some mentorship on that. And, uh, one, I, I got a great piece of advice from one person. He said that, you just need to make sure that they know that you are a, um, a solid, God-fearing man in their lives to be a good role model and show them love in that way, and they'll respect you. Don't try to take their dad's place. Don't try to be everything to them, but help them to know that you're there for them, that you love them, that you're going to teach them the way of the Lord and and they'll respect you for that. And they have come to respect me for that. And they, we go to church when we have them. So we, we go to two different churches because when we don't have them, there's this church close to our home that we absolutely love. And we've gone to it since we've been married. Um, then there's another church that we go to that had a better children's program. And we made that decision three years ago to go to that church for them. And so we've done things that have helped them to get closer to me. And they do know that I love them very much because I've told them that. And I've, we, we'll, we'll hug and kiss each other and, and joke around and, and have fun. And I've done things with them individually. Um, I met, you know, I, I would say 85 to 90% of all of their sporting events and their school events. The only things that I really miss is if I was working. Um, so they know that I'm there for them. And yeah. uh, they they've reciprocated that with me, and um, I feel very welcomed by them and loved by them. So I feel we have a very good, solid relationship, although it's different than my two, you know, than my yeah, yeah, two sure. older children. Uh, sure. I think what's helped uh, a little bit is that we now have my wife and I, a four-year-old, together. So for the last yeah. four years, that's kind of been a rallying point for all of us, and it's helped. I think the boys to become closer to me and and there's that connection now with uh, their sister being around. Sure, so, and how's that relationship with the actual old siblings? Uh, it's great now, uh, it was it sucked at one point, um, especially with my daughter and I'll take a lot of the blame for that because when I left the home and started the divorce proceedings, she was 16 and I, wanted to try to make everything as normal as possible. And what I did was I grabbed on too tight to her and didn't realize that she needed space to process. And that's really created a lot of tension. So for a couple of years, it was, it was difficult with my, my oldest, with my daughter and myself. Um, 
she knew that I always loved her. She just thought I was an overbearing asshole. So, <laughs> you know, she just thought I was trying too hard and she yep. had her own opinions of, of me and, and then me seeing Jeanette and then marrying Jeanette. Um, my son and I always had a pretty good close relationship. Um, and that's both of them have gone through ups and downs, but my daughter and my son now, our relationship is phenomenal. So I, I, I couldn't ask for anything better other than if they lived near me. And that was my decision to move, so I can't fault them for that. Um, mm -hmm. So it was, uh, it was a little bit tough at times. Uh, and there was a lot of work on both of our parts to maintain the relationship and keep it growing. Because you can imagine there are teenagers and there are times when they're going to blame you for things. And if you're not around, it's, you know, you're an ass because... You know, it's it's uh, I can remember one New Year's Eve. My son called me up. He was a senior in high school or no, he was a ju junior in high school and um, he didn't have anywhere to go. There was no one around to give him a ride. and He was stuck at home and he was pissed at me because I wasn't around. Now, I totally get it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you're you're taking your aggression and anger out of me because you love me. I get that, you know, and I felt bad because I wasn't there. So that creates distance and space that has to be rebuilt. And yep. then the next thing happens and you build it up, build it up, and then it gets torn down a little bit. Uh, and you just have to keep working at it. And he's not someone that wanted to talk on the phone much. So it was a lot of texting, you know, it was a lot of leaving messages for him. Um, but it's all paid off in the long run as they have grown and matured and, and seen that their dad does love them. And, you know, I would drive when I first moved down here, when my son was in high school, junior in high school, I would drive up to New Jersey, about a 12 and a half hour drive, about every three to four weeks to see him. So he got that I cared. He just thought I was a, an ass because I left. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I, you've obviously, there's a lot of dynamics there with, you know, two sets of parents and like, is your ex-wife remarried again? Do you is there more family there for that? You know, is that relationship still intact? And um, how does that all tie in? There's obviously a lot of pieces of the puzzle there. Sure. So my ex-wife is remarried and her husband has two sons. And they are probably four and five years removed from my children's ages. Uh, so um, I think that they've been around them for about five years, four and a half years. So they, the two, there's two stepbrothers, so the two boys and my two have very good relationship. So That's they get great. along really well. Yeah. And they like my ex-wife's husband, um, from what I understand and know. And I've met him a couple times, and he seems like a really nice guy. Um, my ex-wife and I did not have a good relationship. It, it's a shame because... We dated for about seven years before we got married. We met in college. Uh, we were married for 18 years. Um, so I've known her since I was 18. I'm 53 or 19. I'm 53. Yeah. So I've known her, you know, almost all my life. And um, it was it was tough. Um, it was not a good situation going through the, the, the divorce. We were, we were both at fault in one way or another. So I can't you know, say that she did anything wrong to me or I did anything wrong to her. It just still wasn't, we, we weren't on the same page with a lot of things and it created a lot of rifts and then it created a lot of, 
uh, ill feelings to each other and eventually created a divorce. Um, sure. But I sure. don't I don't hate her. It's a shame. But uh, I'll also say that at that point in my life, I wasn't firmly spiritually grounded. I did not try to reconcile with her. I did not. I mean, we tried for a while to make it work. I mean, obviously, after 18 years, you don't just say, hey, goodbye. Um, but it just I don't think we were either at the right spot to help ourselves. And uh, my ex-wife and I both will say that if we were to do it all again, neither of us would have wanted to get divorced and we would have totally worked it a different way. Mm, sure, sure. Okay. Um, uh, but it's working now. I don't interact with her much being, being living so far away. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's working and we respect each other. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of interaction with my ex-wife, myself, with my present wife. Um, so there's just not a whole lot. Whereas there is a lot of interaction with my wife's ex-husband and he got remarried and has a stepson. So we see them all the time because he coaches my youngest stepson's baseball team. We see them all the time and we see them, you know, yep. weekly. Yep. Yep. It's, it's an interesting, um, and this is why, you know, part of the reason of starting this podcast and getting it rolling, because there's, it's a different conversation just to normal parenting. You know, there's so many dynamics sure. to it and, um, you know, so many influences and things that can go right and wrong um, that, you know, I wanted to open this conversation up and, you know, I really appreciate you. Um, coming and just sharing uh, today. I'll, I'll no, wrap my this pleasure. Up. I'll wrap this up shortly. I, but yeah, you go for a second. You go. I just wanted to say, in, what, in relationship to what you were just talking about, um, my feeling is with all of those different dynamics that are involved, it takes um, an incredible amount of growth and maturity on everyone's part. Because not to make light that hey, I grew and matured. Everybody has to grow and mature. Sure to exist together or else you're going to keep making those same mistakes and you're going to go through another divorce. Mm, and that sure. was the one thing that, you know, I wanted to make sure that, um, I developed my communication skills with my wife so that whatever the situations were, because you're right, there's so much more of a dynamic involved. There's so many more variables that it's really easy to fall back into the same patterns that you had that led you to a divorce. Mm, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's a. I just see it like there's a there's all these chess pieces and you kind of got to manage them across the board. It, it's it's not a okay. I can just go in one direction and um, you know I'm just going to do what I want to do. There all there are all these other people that kind of not so much need to have a part in it in the the decisions that you make, but need to be up to date with them and at some at some level in agreeance and yeah. to be able to manage you know four or five adults you know you know you got four adults and five kids and six kids and you know all that it's <laughs> it, it's a lot of yeses that you need to get to uh, take a step forward so I kind of I take my hat off to you that's a lot of um, a lot of people to be involved with you know we're a little bit the same you know we've got um, you know, myself, I haven't been remarried. I haven't married before, so I don't have my own bi biological kids. But my partner has two uh -huh. little boys, and um, her ex-husband uh, now has—he's remarried and got twins. 
So there's there's a little tribe of us, and um, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a little challenging. And you're right, you do have to grow. <laughs> you do have yeah. to grow in all of that and be willing to to grow rather than be stubborn. Um, I sure. find that's you know that it would like you say it would be easy to fall back into um, kind of I guess younger attitudes and you know fall back into old ways. Yeah, and I think that part of God's blessing with my four-year-old is that she helped that growth and maturity along by unifying or becoming a, a, a unifying figure for my older children and my steps, my stepboys, because now there's a connection with all of them. So yeah. my my two older can't wait to see their sister or or FaceTime her or whatever yeah. the case may be. And my two younger are around her all the time. So yeah. it's it's helped us grow and mature because it's it's helped me to become a different parent, um, not only for my four-year-old than the way I was for my 25 and 23-year-old, but for my stepsons as well. It's helped me to see things in a different way, and um, it's really been a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great to get... Um and I don't want to say call you, you know, position you as the old man of the the stepfathers that I've had on here, but um, you know you're a little bit older than me, not much. I'm 46, sure. so. Um, but it's mm-hmm. interesting to get that different perspective. You know, as I said, you've been married longer. You know, with your first marriage and then coming to your second, it, you've been married longer. It's great to get the perspective, the long-term perspective, because often we can get caught in short-term arguments without looking at the long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting to get your kind of as that that long range wisdom on on all of this, you know. Um, you know, part of the reason I started this, and it's kind of selfish, you know. Like I, you just don't have these conversations with other stepdads. You're not bumping into stepdads yeah. every day, and you're not having these open conversations. So it's it's you know it's great to be able to learn a little bit and grab a grab a gold nugget every so often um just in these conversations but um i've probably learned more from them than they've learned from me Mm, mm. i was going to say is there before we just um wrap it up is there one kind of big tip or a parting thought that you can share with our other stepdads and and just leave us with before we wrap up yeah i would say that don't be, you know, accept your role. Don't be nervous about it. Don't try to please everybody. But if you can love them with all of your heart and they can see that, then they'll respect you for when you have to be a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've learned through my two olders, my two steps, and now my youngest, I've been different with each group, if you will. But it's always been, in my opinion, it's been better and growing. So learn from those situations so that you don't keep knocking your head against the wall and making the same mistakes. You know, God never throws a challenge at you uh, or he he throws challenges at you to learn. And if you don't learn, you're going to keep getting those same challenges. And um, I've been I've been a victim of that in my own. I've made my own uh, mistakes and and, uh, have done that to myself in many occasions where I could have just said, all right, this this is the lesson in this. What is what is what was I supposed to take from this situation? Even the most, you know, uh, uh, basic of things, you're always going to learn something. And that's what what I would say is just 
take a step back, look at the situation instead of reacting to it right away and see where's, you know, as we've heard in, in our training, right, where's the gift in this? Mm. How have how do we grow? What is our opportunity here? And that way um, you will raise your children, your stepchildren more in peace than in uh, a state of uh, being frantic and and uh, being uh, worried about what they're going to think about you. Mm, sure, sure. That's great. That's great. Um, thanks very much, Glenn. I really, you know, appreciate you jumping on with us today, and really appreciate you sharing and hearing your story. Um, I'm loving the New Jersey accent. I love that little bit of a little hint there. I will make sure I don't upset you, so I don't end up with the concrete boots on. But thanks very much for coming on and uh, joining us today, buddy. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate being invited on, and um, I had a great time. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Cheers, Glenn. Would you like to learn more about how stepdads across the globe are joining forces in raising the next generation of leaders? Then head to www.stepdadsuccess.com and grab all the show notes plus a copy of the brand new tactical guide for creating more happiness, health, wealth, and wisdom as a stepdad. And if you liked the podcast, please share it with other stepdads you know and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, that's www.stepdadsuccess.com for all the show notes and tactical guide. Come and join the new breed of stepdads, the growing group of leaders raising leaders.